0: You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cuddle of Gary Cuddle Ministries.
1: If you were created, then, then you have a creator. And if you have a creator, then he has some say over your life. And if he has some say over your life, then he has a plan for you that's much better than anything that you can imagine on your own accord. And you need in your own heart to establish the truth that God is, still and always will be the ultimate authority in all of the universe for anyone, whether they believe in him or not.
0: None of the inventions we have today would have been invented without an inventor, right? Neither the cell phone, the electric car, or the air fryer would have come into existence if it had not been for someone creating them. Well, Pastor Gary shares that the same can be said about the universe, the earth, and you. You did not come into existence by random chance. You were thought of and designed by the Creator, and He created you uniquely for this time. You were created for a specific purpose, to serve God. Now here's Pastor Gary in the book of Genesis chapter 1 as he begins his message, Original Order.
1: Genesis chapter number 1, verses 1 through 3. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said... Let there be light, and there was light. Today my subject is original order. There's three things that we need to establish this morning, I believe, from the text that we just read. First, we see God's magnificence in verse number one, where the Bible said, In the beginning, God created. We live in a day where we're told that there is no God. We live in a day where we're told that science is settled on the matter, but we also live in a delusional day where science so-called has been falsely uh, diluted with error and omissions and they're hiding the actual truth that there is more evidence to prove that the Bible is completely accurate than there is that the theories of science are accurate. Can I get an Amen. And uh, so we need to, it doesn't need to be reestablished, it's already in heaven, but we need to reiterate the truth that God did, in fact, create the heavens and the earth. And he didn't use the Big Bang to do it, he didn't need that process. Uh, There is too many conflicts trying to merge those two worlds together in the name of so-called peace, but they'll never be happy until we tear our Bible up and throw it away and forget about it. So quit trying to mingle your beliefs with the world to try to cooperate with them. They'll never be happy. Nothing is good enough. You might as well just make, stand your ground on truth and believe what the God's word says, it says actually happened. Can I get an amen? And so we see that God is magnificent in his authority. Need we say that since God created this all, then it goes without saying that he is the one to go to for why he did so. What was the meaning behind all of this? Isn't that one of the great questions of life? What is the meaning of life? And we'll get to that in a minute. But understand this, if you were created, then then you have a creator. And if you have a creator, then he has some say over your life. And if he has some say over your life, then he has a plan for you that's much better than anything that you can imagine on your own accord. And you need in your own heart to establish the truth that God is still and always will be the ultimate authority in all of the universe for anyone, whether they believe in him or not. Some people say, I don't believe in God. One day you will. Until then, he's still God and your, uh, your unbelief in him does not dethrone him. Can somebody amen me this morning? Uh, you could go around and say, I don't believe these, uh, this carpet is red, but everybody and their brother will know that you're a fool, that the carpet is red. Amen? Uh, Just because you say it's not doesn't mean it isn't. How uh, What a fallacy it is to think that because uh, you don't believe in God, that God don't matter to you. He very much matters because you're going to find out sooner or later that he does exist. And I've been sent to warn you that he is the ultimate authority and he has graced us with a word from heaven to help us find our way back to our creator. So we're getting back to original origin, and you don't have to go any further back than the very first verse of the Bible to find out who's in charge, who's always been in charge, and who always will be in charge. In fact, in the book of Colossians chapter 1 and verse 16, the Bible says, for by him, speaking of Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, the Bible said, for by him were all things created you didn't know that it was actually the second person of the Godhead Jesus Christ that created the universe did you Uh, but here we read it in the word of God and it says that are in heaven that are in earth visible and invisible and then it goes on and uh, says whether there be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers even all of the authoritative structure of the universe be it in heaven or in earth or beneath the earth all of it was created it said all things were created by him and for him so if we're out of order with the word of god then we're out of order with the god of the word and if we're out of order with the god of the word then we are the ones that are wrong and we best figure out how to get in order god told me to start preaching on order And he led me to start with the very first verse. And we need to establish this truth. We have a whole young generation that very desperately wants to believe that what I'm preaching doesn't matter so that they can live any way they want to. But you need to hear me and hear me well. And I'll say it one more time. The Bible says, so then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. When you breathe your last breath, you'll become a believer. But by then it'll be too late. What you do for with Christ needs to be done on this side of eternity before you breathe your last breath. And you need to have things in order in your life because Jesus created you. Now, uh, how foolish would it be for us to say to ourselves, I know that God created me magnificently and gloriously, but I really don't want anything to do with my creator. I mean, who else could you hang out with that's of any Uh, more power or any more useful to you than your creator. I mean, we're fooling ourselves to think that we could live an existence absent of God's influence in our lives. God knows why you were put here, and he knows best. Let me use the illustration of one of these light bulbs hanging from uh, one of these chandeliers in the ceiling. A light bulb was invented by an inventor to do one thing, and that's emit light. If you take one of those light bulbs out and try to eat it for lunch, you'll be in the hospital in short order. Can I get an amen? Because it was designed to do one thing, and that's to emit light. And anytime one of God's creations tries to do anything that is out of order with his original intent and design, it becomes chaos. It becomes ruin. It becomes disorder, disharmony, confusion, all darkness, everything the devil can use to throw at you. He does so when you become separated from the original order and purpose that God put you here for. And you need to understand that God is magnificent in his authority, and the sooner we can bow, the better off we'll be. Amen, church? Not only do we see God's magnificence, but in verse number two, I'd like to show you something. We see his manner in which he operates. This is an interesting verse. It says the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And I've heard some preachers get up and say, well, something must have happened because God doesn't create anything in chaos. Uh, But let me submit an idea to you maybe that you've never thought about. Maybe God was using his method of creation as an object lesson to show you how he fixes our messes. Maybe he intentionally created it, empty and void so that he could then show us what he did to perfect his creation because if you look at it it says the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep but watch what happens next and the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters note that when we have a mess god has a message let me say it again when we have a mess god has a message because here's what happened it was out of order it was void. It was empty. It was fruitless. It was, it was like a, a desert place, a wilderness, if you will. There was no life uh, as we know it. Uh, and then God sent His Holy Spirit and moved over the face of the waters. And let me say this, the Holy Spirit always sets the stage to enable darkness to receive the light. The Holy Spirit's entire job is to open yours and my eyes to the revelation of Jesus Christ. And we see that picture and that order from the very first chapter of the Bible. And God is making his message very clear that whenever he begins to work in the hearts of men and women and boys and girls who are in the midst of a chaotic situation that is caused by sin, he always sends his Holy Spirit to prepare your heart to hear and receive and respond to the life-giving power of his word. That's why you need preaching. That's why you need church. Because you come prayerfully, hopefully, to hear a message from God sent through His servant. John chapter 16 and verse 13 says Howbeit, when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth, for He shall not speak of Himself. But whatsoever he shall hear from his fathers, what he's talking about, that shall he speak and he will show you things to come. And this is the verse I want to focus on. He shall glorify me, Jesus says, for he shall receive of mine and, sh- and shall show it unto you. The Holy Spirit's going to tell you about Jesus. If there's another religion or another doctrine that steers you away from the doctrines of Christ. The deity of Christ, the virgin birth of Christ, anything to do with the, the blood or righteousness that steers you, that, that denies that Jesus came in the flesh, those are doctrines of devils. And that is not a work of the Holy Spirit. That is work of an evil spirit steering you away from Jesus. You need to uh, uh, turn your ears off to that mess and start listening to the Holy Spirit through the word of God. Can, can I get an amen this morning? This is God's manner. I remember I went to church for two long years and heard the gospel preached almost every Sunday morning. But there was a one day that something was different. I'd been listening for two years, but I heard it for the first time on September the 9th of 1990. The Holy Spirit said, let there be light. And I heard and I saw for the first time and I once was lost. But now I'm found. I was blind. But now I see because the Holy Spirit of God is still at work today, revealing his truths to mankind. Amen. This is God's manner. You say, I don't understand the Bible. You will not understand the Bible apart from its author. The author, this is the only Bible ever written to where it requires the presence of the author for you to understand it. He will attend to your reading. If you will open up your heart and mind and read and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart, he will begin to open your understanding and open your eyes. It don't always all come at once. But he said, seek me and ye shall find me. Knock and it shall be open. This is his manner. This is how he speaks to you. You say, well, I I I read the Bible from cover to cover, didn't get anything out of it. That's because uh, your spirit is still dead. But one day the Holy Ghost, if you give him enough time, will uh, say, let there be light over your soul. And all of a sudden you'll begin to hear a voice from another world speaking to you and calling you to repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. This was God's original order. And this is how he still works today. The Holy Spirit, again, I reiterate, always, always, always sets the stage to enable darkness to receive the light. That's why some of you come to church that haven't received Christ yet and you're uncomfortable being here. Because the work of the Holy Spirit is showing you who Jesus is and how far off base you are, you are in comparison to his holiness and his righteousness. And, 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 and the Bible said that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. But one day, the, what are you going to do when the Holy Spirit leaves you no darkness in which to hide? One day he's going to show so much light there's no place for you to go. They said we had hid as it were our faces from him. But let me tell you something, there's no hiding place when God gets after your soul. You can run from the church, but this message will stick with you when you go to bed tonight. When you're smoking dope next week, you'll you'll be hearing this preacher preaching while you're puffing every puff because the Holy Spirit of God has begun to work on your soul and you cannot escape his working. I'm telling you, God is after you. Give it up. Give your heart and life to Jesus. Repent of your sin. Give your heart to the gospel today. And aren't you glad he's so gracious? that he doesn't want to leave us in our darkness he doesn't want to leave us in our chaos he doesn't want to leave us in our confusion in our misery and our and our lack of hope and our shame uh, and some of you suicidal because things are such a mess in your life and you've lost every ounce of respect for yourself because you don't think anybody loves you there, you think there's no possible way for God to love you but the Bible said for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life and I'm glad to tell you that whosoever includes you my friend I don't care how dark down the hole you've dug yourself I don't care how chaotic it is or how confused you are there's hope and hear me this morning as I preach you the infallible word of God that Jesus loves you that Jesus saves sinners in fact if you were not a sinner he would not be interested in you but because you are a sinner he went just to you if he would if he could have just done it for you and nobody else that's how his love goes this is god's manner he uh, sends his spirit to begin to illumine the heart and mind of the wretched soul that needs hope in christ so we see his magnificence in his manner but thirdly i want to see this we see in verse three god's manifestation look at it and god said let there be light (laughs) and there was light now, I know we could preach the whole creation account this morning, but this is where the Holy Ghost said, Stop. Note the first thing that God does to set things in proper order is to turn the lights on. Our job as preachers of the gospel is to turn the lights on. Any of you ever went into a roach infested room, turned the lights on, and watched them roaches scatter? I have. And you know what you and I were before Christ? We were as roaches. We were filthy, we were nasty, and we did not like it when the light of God's glorious word uh, revealed to us who we were. We ran for cover, but I'm glad to tell you that the Lord means you good and not evil. Some people cut to kill, but he cuts to heal. He'll do Holy Ghost surgery on your heart and he'll bring things, he'll, he'll, he'll bring about a healing in your heart and mind that you didn't even think was possible some of you gnarled up and twisted in your thoughts and lie, and you have no peace at all you're in constant turmoil over your soul and you've don't. And you been living in this condition for many many years and you've seen therapists and they haven't been able to uh, help you you've even talked maybe to some preachers and they've not been able to help you but I can tell you one preacher that never has lost a battle or a case uh, and he has a 100% success ratio and that healer's name is Jesus Christ if you come to jesus personally and come to him holy come to him as you are quit trying to hide your mess from him he's trying to expose you to yourself he already knows about it but he needs you to come into agreement with him uh, that you have a mess that his message can fix and if you'll come to christ his manifestation through the light of the glorious gospel of christ can shine unto you in such a way to show you how to get delivered from all of your darkness the book of psalm chapter 119 and verse 130 says the entrance of thy words giveth light that's why we're so heavy on the word it's the only thing we got if we don't have this word we don't have have no reason to meet we have no reason to preach i'm not here because i get a paycheck every two weeks i'm here god because god called me to preach the gospel and if the church went broke and couldn't pay me, I'd have to stay here as long as God told me to without pay because I'm not in it, amen, for an income. I'm in it for the outcome. And every church should have that same attitude. We should preach this book because this is the only thing we got. What did, uh, what did Peter say when all the disciples forsook Jesus and left him except for the 12? And, and, and uh, Jesus turned around and looked at the 12 and said, Will ye also go away? And then Peter said, To whom shall we go? For thou only hast the words of life. There's no other place to go, my friend. You you keep trying to fix yourself. It's not going to work. Save yourself a lot of trouble because you're going to end up wasting your whole life away and ruin decades of your life trying to do it your way and still come up even more empty then than you are now. The only hope. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the only remedy for your soul. There is no other way, not religion, not good deeds, not good works, amen, not community service. Uh, you You can even try your best to keep the Ten Commandments, but if you don't put your faith in Jesus alone, then you'll die alone in your sins and spend eternity in a place called the Lake of Fire. And I say that because I love you. God wants to restore the original order, which is to restore a relationship personally between you and Him. God is turning the light on. That's why some of you don't like to come to church. Sometimes kids don't like to come to church when their parents make them come. The reason they don't like it is because they're enjoying their sin too much. Every time that preacher gets up, he steps on their toes. Listen, honey, I'm not aiming for your toes. I'm aiming for your heart. I, I want you, and and more more importantly, the Holy Spirit wants you, and Jesus wants you, and God wants you. If you knew how good it was to have peace with God and to have a personal relationship with Jesus, you would have done it the very first time you ever heard His voice. I know somebody's running from God. You say, "How do you know?" Well, the Holy Spirit revealed it to me. That's the only way. I that's the only thing I knew, I have to go by. I I could only assume who it is, but I don't even know who it is. You're. Your life is in a mess. It is out of order because you have been disconnected because of sin from your original creator. And if you get hooked back up to your designer, your creator, you would discover the meaning and purpose of life and never look back. What this world has to offer you is just sin and shame. There's no hope at the bottom of a bottle. There's no peace through the tip of a needle. There's no proper order in sexual promiscuity that brings you any peace. It only brings heartache and despair. We have a cursed past in America for the sixty-plus million babies that have been aborted, many of which were aborted out of convenience and nothing else, out of sexual promiscuity gone wild. And you cannot tell me that people who have gone through that unpleasant experience can block it out of their minds and it doesn't bother their conscience for the rest of their life. Why? Because God created you in His image. So what do we do? we got to restore order. only way to restore order is to go to the one that created order to start with and knows how everything fits together. If I need mechanical work done, I'll go to one of the mechanics in the church because I don't know how things come, a- come apart, much, much less come back together. But then mechanics have some wisdom and knowledge, and they have some experience. And in many cases, they'll know exactly what the problem is, how to take it apart, and how to put it back together right. God knows exactly how you got in the mess that you're in. and He knows exactly how to get you from where you are to where you need to be with him. And it starts with a bloodbath in the Lord Jesus Christ. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing. And I want to add absolutely nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow. Makes me white as no, no other fountain I know. Oh, I thank him for the day that he washed me in his blood and I felt clean for the first time. Down, I'm talking about clean all over, inside and out. I never experienced such a joy, unspeakable. I couldn't even put it in words. And some of you, that's what you need this morning. You need a bloodbath in the Lord Jesus Christ. God has revealed it to you and you know it. And today is your day. Move to Christ now. Don't wait another second. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. The Bible said of Jesus, he is before all things and by him all things consist or they're all held together. You want to know why your life is all in pieces? Because it's not in the nail-scarred hands of Jesus yet. But if you'll put it in the nail-scarred hands of Jesus, he'll heal you up and hold you together. And it says he is the head of the body, the church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. That means he's in charge again. It's all about him. And he uses the church to establish his rule and reign in the earth in this dispensation of grace. And it said, for it pleased the Father that in him, in Christ, should all fullness dwell. So that's why you're here today. So that you, too, can come to the same saving knowledge of Jesus that many of us have come to. And know why that bunch of crazy Christians go over there every week. And you can understand why we want to come back again on Sunday night. wednesday afternoon and and what else have we got going on i want to get plugged into the prayer meetings too can i get an amen church why are people so passionate about this thing called church when the world detests it it's because if you've ever been delivered from darkness in the light you'll never look back
0: you've been listening to true north with pastor gary Cottle. If you enjoyed today's message, we invite you to subscribe to True North on your favorite podcast app. Be sure to share these with your friends and family, too. This could be a great way to start a conversation about Christ and study the Word together. If you have any questions about what you heard today or would like to request prayer, please get in touch with Pastor Gary by emailing contact at com. That's contact at com. True North is a ministry of Gary Coddle Ministries. You can find out more by visiting our website, GaryCoddle.com. Would you like to come worship with Pastor Gary? Simply visit GaryCoddle.com for more details on where he pastors and how you can plan a visit. If you're not in the area, we still encourage you to find a local church body where you can learn from God's Word and spend time with other believers. It will be a place for you to grow in faith, find support, and serve in ways you are uniquely designed to. With that, our time with you has come to a close today. Join Pastor Gary next time for more right here on True North.